0: This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Chris Brooks here, and I want to thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Did you know that we are funded by the generosity of listeners just like you? As we approach the end of this year, would you please consider giving a special gift to this ministry? Just call 888-644-4144 or give at equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends, welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled that you've joined us today you do me a favor, strap on your seatbelt, we're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul, let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Well, we are in the most wonderful time of the year. If your calendar is like mine, then you will readily recognize that we have officially entered into what is known as Advent season. What does that word mean? Well, the word Advent means arrival. It's a much anticipated arrival, an eagerly anticipated arrival. And such was the case on the first Christmas as the promised messiah savior king of israel that had been predicted and prophesied about throughout all the torah throughout all of what we call the old testament scriptures have finally arrived and as that famous line from the chronicles of narnia goes there once was a manger that held someone that was bigger than the entire world and such is the case with that manger there in Bethlehem, as Jesus was born, uh, the, the Savior King, the promised Savior King who would come and rescue Israel and uh, by extension rescue the entire world. Uh, those who turn to him for rescue from our sins. And we get a chance to celebrate that and to meditate on that truth throughout this entire month. And I could not be more excited and more thrilled. And this month, I got a great resource that I want to introduce you to. It's a gift that I really want to get into your hands as you partner with Equipped all month. But let me start by asking this question how do you learn good theology? How do you learn theology? Is it in a classroom or is it through a textbook? Well, for some, that's certainly true. But for many, many, the reality is that good theology has been learned throughout church history and even presently through song. I was listening to an interview with Keith and Kristen Getty, the wonderful Songwriter and producer, husband and wife. And they said this that for generations, Christians have written beautifully poetic theology. And such is the case in many of what we call our Christmas carols. You often hear those carols playing in the background, maybe at the mall, or maybe you're even singing them in church. But have you thought about the rich theology that is uh, within each of those songs? Well, today I want to introduce you or maybe reintroduce you to some of those songs and allow you to be able to feast on all the richness that is within them. And to be our tour guide today is one of my favorite people. Nancy demoss Wagamuth, is with us. She's the founder and lead Bible teacher for Revive Our Hearts and the author of Born a Child and Yet a King. It is uh, The Gospel in the Carols. Nancy, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you. And you got me ready to sing. And I'm not (laughs) much of a singer, but it just feels like we ought to do
0: that. Oh, man. I am so excited to be in this time of year. And I'm so excited for your devotional. It is such a fresh approach to an Advent resource. So tell me, where did the idea for Born a Child and Yet a King come from?
1: Well, I'm always looking for good resources to read during the Advent season and also in the season leading up to Easter, and I've read many wonderful, inspiring ones, but one of the things I had not seen was something that unpacked some of the the gospel that we find in the carols that we sing. Uh, we yesterday was the first Sunday of Advent, and we were. Yes. I think we sang four different carols in our morning worship service at the church where Robert and I attend, and they were all familiar things, um, words, lyrics I had sung since since I can remember, since I was a little girl, and pretty much mostly at this time of year. And there's something about speaking, singing to ourselves and to one another. The great truths of our christian faith that you find embedded in the best of the christmas carols they they remind us who jesus is why he came and what he came to do and so i, I love the fact that for us it's a fresh telling of the gospel to ourselves yeah. but i also love the fact that this season and these carols are a great opportunity for those who don't know Jesus to hear the message and the gospel in the carols that they might not listen to or care about any other time of the year. But there's something about, in fact, this resource, uh, the Born a Child and Yet a King, I, I've been sharing it already with some friends I have who don't yet know Jesus. They're intrigued, they're interested, but they, they don't get it yet. And my hope is that as they read these reflections, these meditations on some of these familiar tunes, uh, some of these familiar lyrics from these tunes, that they will be paused to stop and say, yes, I get who he is and why he came. So it's just a great time of year and a great means of reminding ourselves and sharing with others the great truths of the gospel.
0: Well, you said earlier you want to sing. I want to sing, too. And like you, our church uh, sang some great, great Christmas carols, some great Christmas hymns. And I'm thinking about them in a fresh way in light Mm -hmm. of this wonderful devotional. And uh, I've probably thought about, uh, man, six different ways to use it. I want to hear from you on how you hope people will use it. But let me just say to our friends that every month we here at Equip, we try to think of a gift, a resource that we can put into your hands just to say thank you for your amazing partnership. Because your partnership enables us to proclaim the gospel every day in your community, throughout the U.S., throughout Canada, and by extension through um, our online ministries really around the world. And so know that your generosity is making a huge, huge difference as we see men and women come to faith in Jesus and those who already trust in Him get their faith bolstered in Him so that they can bear more faithful witness. And so this month, as you give to Equip, we're going to sing you this. And man, what an amazing gift it is. But we want to do it. I wish I could airdrop it across every home in America, Nancy, (laughs) but I can't do that. But if you dial this number, 888-644-4144, we will send it out to you, 888-644-4144, or go to our website, EquipRadio.org. This is our way of saying thank you for your generosity to Equip. So, Nancy. Nancy. How do you hope people use it?
1: Well, I've written it as a 31-day devotional that is structured for the month of December, the the weeks leading up to Advent, and then, which you don't often find in Advent devotionals, the week following Easter, because that's often a letdown time. I'm sorry, following Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, So, you know, but if listeners get this... um, somewhere into the month, you don't have to start it on December 1. We already missed that, but you can start this anytime. In fact, wouldn't it be a great thing for some, maybe during the month of January, to be reading, um, hearkening back to the songs and carols we've been singing during the season and attaching fresh meaning to them. So there are 31 (laughs) readings that aren't real long, but they're thought-provoking, they're reflections on six or seven different carols we unpack like we talk about what they mean because sometimes i think it's easy to sing these carols even for you know children learn these and that's a wonderful thing but if you grow up singing these you can get so so and ho-hum about it and forget the wonder the great riches of the christian faith and of who jesus is that are hidden in these lyrics and so I wanted us to, to pause and take time to think about what we're singing, what we're humming. We have Christmas music playing in our house all the time during this month, but I yes. don't want it just to be background noise. I want it to, make, to give us fresh wonder and fresh awe. So there's a reading for each day. There's a prayer and a, a couple of questions to ask to consider what does this mean for me? How do I make this personal? And then for those who really want to go deeper, a few additional scriptures that you could uh, meditate on uh, each day of the
0: month. You know what I love about it, Nancy, is it's so, um, I, I would say, unimposing. It is so approachable that I think about the many new believers that I know who are trying to get their mind around their faith (laughs) This book, Nancy, is such a great way in an unintimidating way, because let's be honest, guys like me, women like you, we can often get pretty heady and we (laughs) can say, hey, let's talk about some deep theology and. Let's pull out some commentaries and dig into text, and I imagine that for some, in particular those who are new to the faith, uh, that can be a little bit intimidating, but what you have put together here, who doesn't want to sing these carols? And I think that you and I, along with those who are listening to us today, can start a quiet revolution, and here's a quiet revolution out would love. What if we... Saying the carols all year round. Like, I I know that there's a lot of folks who don't want pumpkin spice to go away when it comes (laughs) on the scene, and I kind of feel that way about Christmas carols. I can do without pumpkin spice, but I love the Christmas carols, and so I think that one of the ways I would love for people to use this is, yes, for personal edification. I think it would be great for your own heart as you think through fresh ways to make sure that the meaning of Christmas is not lost. But I also hope that you will invite your children or your Mm -hmm. grandchildren Mm -hmm. or a friend or maybe your small group and say, let's do this together so that we can be reintroduced or maybe even introduced for the first time to the deep meaning behind what makes Christmas so special. So the first him or Carol that I want us to talk about, and we'll do it briefly because we got a break coming up, is this beautiful, beautiful, and you call it the oldest. And I would agree with you. Oh come, O come Emmanuel. Give us a little bit of the history behind this.
1: Yeah, the lyrics of that date back, the original text date back dates back to the eight hundreds after Christ. And so this is a these are words that have been read and spoken and sung by saints of many, many generations. But in wow. the original uh, hymn, there are seven stanzas, several of which we don't sing often or or at all today. but each one focuses on a title or a name of Jesus that was, in the Old Testament, predicting the coming of the Messiah. So, of course, you have Emmanuel, which means God with us. The second stanza, O come thou rod of Jesse. We think of a rod as something big and dangerous and imposing, but it's actually a tiny twig, a small branch, a humble means that would ultimately triumph over evil. How magnificent is that? And then the key of David, the symbol of authority and access that unlocks all the treasures of god to us the day spring the sunrise that was uh, spoken about not only in the old testament but then in luke chapter one the sunrise coming from on high so each of these tells us something of who jesus is and why he came and as we sing we're singing what the old testament saints long for oh come oh come emmanuel we want you we long for you But we're also singing, oh, Lord, come again. We're anticipating his second advent, the return of Christ. So we worship him because he has come. And then we long for his return. And all of that is found when we sing that great carol, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel.
0: So beautiful and such a a reminder of the desperation of the human heart. That um, Jesus is right. You saying your your devotional here. You said that Jesus is right when he says these words: "Whoever commits sin is in reality a slave to sin." That's John 8:34. And so when the hymn writer, the carol writer, "O come, O come, Emmanuel," and "Ransom captive Israel," when those words are written, it's not just Israel in mind. It's you, it's me, it's every single one of us that needs rescue from our sin, from our bad choices, from our rejection of the wisdom of God that has gotten us maybe into a pattern of brokenness. You can be free from that. You can be ransomed from that. That's the glorious truth of this great song. We want you to carry these songs and Jesus in your heart The whole Christmas season. Dial the number now, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Or go to equipradio.org. This time of year, Christmas music is everywhere. But I want to take you back long before the first Christmas album was ever released to the days of Jesus' birth. In Born a Child and Yet a King, author Nancy DeMoss Wagerman reflects on who Jesus is and why he came by giving us a tour of the gospel in Carol. This book is yours with a gift of any amount to equip. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. All month long, we want to help the carols come alive and help you to experience the depth of the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ through each carol. You, you've already sung them, no doubt. They're playing in your mind, playing in them all, singing them in church. But have you really meditated on the rich truth that is there? Nancy DeMoss Wagamuth has written a great devotional entitled Born a Child and Yet a King. It's the gospel in the carols. It's an Advent devotional, meaning that it prepares your heart for Christmas and even beyond. We want to put it in your hands today as you call 888-644-4144, a gift of any amount, and we'll send it to you. You know, the greatest gift that we can give in exchange for your generosity, even more than this devotional is the great joy that we share in knowing that we are partnering together in the gospel. You know, your gifts to equip are helping to spread the good news of Jesus and really bringing impact to a generation that is so desperate for truth. Last week, we did a particular program where we had a 15-year-old call and a 24-year-old call. And I thought to myself, praise God that this is a multi-generational program, and if you're just starting to listen, just know that your gift to us is just you listening. Uh, we ask for nothing more. But if you've been listening for some time now, and you've been encouraged and blessed by our guests, by our resources, through the prayers and the wisdom shared, can you today uh, support us with your most generous year-end tax-deductible gift? And in exchange for your generosity, we will send you this beautiful resource, born a child and yet a king. Uh, Call this number, 888 644 4144. Again, 888 644 4144. Go to equipradio.org. Nancy Wagamuth joins me now. Nancy, one more word on Okomokami Manuel. Then I want to go to another Carol. But before we do that, you gave this definition, and it comes from Scripture, that Emmanuel means God with us. I want to speak to the heart of the person who maybe knows their own mistakes, knows their own failure, and is wondering, why would God want to be with me? What's your response to that?
1: Yes, I've been reading and studying in the book of Genesis over the past several weeks, and you see there when God created the man and the woman, put them in that beautiful garden, he walked with them, with them. He he revealed himself to them. They had fellowship, intimate uh, relationship with him. He made us for relationship with himself. But when the man and the woman disobeyed God, signed their declaration of independence, said, we'll have it our way instead of your way, they were exiled from that garden and exiled from fellowship with God. They were cut off from God. And yet the great story of scripture is that God set in motion a plan he had devised in eternity past. Before this even happened, he had planned to redeem man's brokenness and to restore and reconcile that relationship. And when God sent Jesus to this earth, his name, one of the names given to him was Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God has come to this earth to be with us, to be reconciled to us so that we might have an eternal relationship with him. And Chris, I just cannot imagine, it's unimaginable how anyone in this world as broken as it is and as broken as we are can survive without the knowledge that God is with us with us in times of sorrow and suffering, with us in times of our sinning and our failure, our confusion, our uh, broken relationships with others, the fact that God has come in the person of Christ to be with us, to walk with us, to have fellowship with us because of what Jesus Christ did here on this earth. That is the greatest news. That's that's the message of this season that's what yes. Christmas is about. So that fulfills the deepest longings that some people don't even realize what that longing is, but it's really mm-hmm. a longing to have God with us.
0: Man, God loves you. And that's the thing that Christmas is a reminder of. And I think about the Christmas story, how great a length, uh, Nancy, God has gone through to have personal relationship with his creation. There's nothing and all of man-made religion that compares to the truth and the beauty of the gospel that God wants to be with us. And you think about the fact that he traversed galaxies and traveled uh, and surpassed time and uh, covered the abyss and the gulf of our sin so that Mm. we can be reconciled to him. What a glorious truth. And I don't want you who are listening today to not receive the gift of his grace that is offered through Jesus of salvation. Don't miss that. He wants relationship with you. And as uh, one pastor once said, I've often repeated this refrain. There is no sin on earth that's greater than what Jesus did on Calvary. So Mm -hmm. don't ever disqualify yourself from his grace. Let's let's talk about another, and I'm going to skip a few of these hymns, and get to one that is one of my absolute favorites. I've been doing a teaching series on the incarnation. That word incarnation uh, is derived from a Latin word that literally means in the flesh. And when we talk about the coming of the Son of God into the world, we're saying God has come in the flesh. And I don't know of a song that lyrically expresses that more than Hark the Herald Angel. And, uh, and I love this song, Hark to Herald Angels Sing. Uh, if I'm right, Nancy, this dates back to 1739. And um, mm-hmm. the Charles Wesley, George Whitfield, tag-teamed on this. Uh, two greats from church history uh, based off of Luke 2.14. But tell us what you love so much about Hark.
1: Well, the language is kind of quaint. We don't, most of us talk or sing that way today, (laughs) but it's worth, it's worth pausing. And sometimes those little bit of harder lyrics can make us stop and think. So hark, this is like behold or see or, and it's the herald angels. A herald is someone who's bringing good news, a message that needs to be heard. And of course, this is a reference to the angels uh, telling the tidings of the birth of Jesus to some lowly shepherds on a hillside. They were not the educated or the elite of their day. They were common, ordinary, hardworking men. But the message was for them and for all of every social strata, every economic strata. And it was a message about God sending this child, newborn, who was also a king. And in this hymn, they talk about how Christ was adored in heaven, the everlasting Lord, but then how he came to be the offspring of a virgin's womb. So he steps down from the highest place, the exalted place of all the universe, uncreated God, and then he comes and descends and takes on the form of a a tiny, a baby implanted in the virgin's womb by the Holy Spirit. But then the hymn says here, veiled, In flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus, our Emmanuel. Boy, that's a mouthful. I mean, you could spend the whole Christmas season just focusing on how God became a man. He took on human flesh. Think of all those limitations that we have as humans. He, except being without sin. And he came and lived that sinless life so that we could see who God is, could know who God is. He revealed, made God visible to us and came to dwell from heaven's throne, came down to earth's mess, to dwell with us, our Emmanuel. So the God incarnate is the one we worship as that one who was born a child and yet is a king.
0: I can't think of a better way to prepare your heart for Christmas than to have Nancy along with you through this wonderful devotional, helping to open and unwrap the beautiful gift of our Savior. Why don't you call now, 888-644-4144. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this. Hey there, friends, welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Joined today, our good friend Nancy DeMoss Wagamuth, talking about her wonderful Advent devotional for all of us who want to celebrate the carols that we love so much in this wonderful devotional called Born a Child and Yet a King. It's the gospel in the carols. What she's done here is refreshing, unique, but it's designed to prepare our hearts for Christmas morn as we celebrate once again what saints have celebrated year after year after year, that Christ has come. Praise God for Emmanuel, God with us and. In- Because Christ has come, grace has come, salvation has come, and joy to the world. We need to celebrate that every year, every day, really, in our hearts and with our families. And what a great way to do it. So here's what we're doing all month long as a way of saying thank you for your partnership in the gospel, as a way of saying thank you for standing with us as we seek to reach a generation with the good news of God's grace, with relevant and biblical answers to the complex questions that our culture is asking, Uh, we, in exchange for your generosity, are going to sing you this wonderfully designed and beautifully rich resource. So here's what I want you to do. Dial this number, 888-644-4144. This is a great time to be generous to your favorite ministries, and we hope that we're one of them, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144, and we'll send you over this resource. Before we get into the next uh, carol or hymn, uh, these favorite songs of ours, speaking of uh, some of your favorite ministries, Nancy, how can we be praying for Revive Our Hearts?
1: Oh, thank you, Chris. That means so much and how grateful I am for friends who do not only listen to our programs, but who pray for us. Uh, Of course, like many ministries, we're trusting the Lord for his provision here at year end. That's where, uh, and I don't know if it's this way with Equipped, but where more than 40% of our annual income comes in during the month of December. But I want to give another prayer request in one month from today. Uh, Lord willing, I'm going to start recording a series of 260 teaching programs walking through the Bible in a year. That's 260 Monday through Friday programs. They won't air next year because it's going to take us a couple years to record them. But from Genesis to as my sweet husband says, all the way to the maps in the back. Um, but this is—that's why I've been soaking in Genesis, because that's what we'll record in the month of January, Lord willing. But just to give people a sense of overview of the scripture and how the story all fits together and how it all points to Jesus. So I feel like I've been reading the Bible for sixty years for this purpose, Uh, not for this purpose, but toward this end in this season of my life to be able to walk uh, our listeners through uh, the great, great gospel all the way through the scripture. So that's something uh, they can be praying for Reviver Hearts. And then for me personally, appreciate that so much.
0: Well, Nancy, that's no small undertaking. And you know that, and I know that, and we will be praying for you. As I think about you, I think about uh, the fact it's uh, Paul said, it, it's the love of Christ that compels us mm, and, yes. uh, and and what drives you uh, in a moment like this, a season of your life in which in many ways you're right. All that's come before now is for now to prepare, to prepare men and women to love the word, to dive deep yes. into the scriptures. And I know that that has been the lifeblood of the ministry of Revive Our Hearts mm-hmm. and continues to be. So, friends, I do want to encourage you to be praying for Nancy and for the ministry. Let's talk about one that has surprising popularity. Oh, come all ye faithful. When you think about that, I don't know. I think I was surprised at reading your, your insert about that one here and just how popular it's been.
1: It is. It's, it's easy to sing. And of course, the, the, the um, refrain, the chorus, we often sing just as a worship chorus. Oh, come, let us adore him. Let us yes. adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. But when you look back at the stanzas, some of which, you know, in some of our churches, we sing like the first and last, and we skip all the good ones in between. <laughs> and it's it's <laughs> worth um, looking at the others. But there are different ones who come to behold and worship, adore Christ in this, that are referenced in this carol. First of all, there are the angels, the choirs of angels, citizens of heaven above, and they sing glory to God. So they're worshiping God. But then there's a stanza that speaks of how the shepherds came to Bethlehem, summoned to his great cradle, leaving their flocks, draw nigh to gaze. They worshiped him. And then sometime later, the magi, the Wise men, Christ adoring, offer him incense, gold, and myrrh. And then we come to a stanza where it's not just about them. It's not just about those characters long ago that are in our nativity scenes and that we sing about, but child for us sinners, poor and in the manger, we would embrace thee with love and awe. Who would not love thee, loving us so dearly? Oh come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. So the message of that original, that first Christmas is a message for all the faithful. And it calls us to be joyful in the midst of a world, joyful and worshipful, in a midst of a world that is anything but joyful and anything but worshipful. And I think this is how Christians really make a difference. When people see us, having the same sorrows and hurts and pains and heartaches and hardships that others do, but in the midst of that, finding joy in Christ and worshiping him, not ourselves, not our jobs, not our stuff, but Christ the Lord. So in this familiar little carol is just a wealth of challenge for our own hearts as we come to worship him in this season.
0: You say three times over a several year stretch during the 20th century, Different recordings of this song by different artists reach top 10 status of the American pop music charts. That means something, Nancy. That means that um, it's not just Christians that are singing this. And even though the lyrics are, oh, come all ye faithful, you say this in your devotion, we should be glad that Christmas is not a private party. We should yes. never think of Christmas as being exclusively for Christians. That might be shocking for some to think of Christmas as not just being for us, but unpack that for us just a little bit more. For well, this the message. Song,
1: is for all the world. The angel said um, this message is for all the world to hear and not just for us to keep and hold it to ourselves. In fact, Robert and I are having um, a friend over for dinner um, this week, and we've been praying for her. We've been um, developing a relationship with her, and um, I think she's in the process of coming to know Jesus. This has been new to her. She didn't grow up with any of this. She's a bright, professional woman, but this is new to her. And we've been talking with her. God has been working on her heart through a series of circumstances. And when we get together with her this week, we'll have a copy. We'll have a conversation about the Lord. We're praying for that, but also a copy of this book to hand her because I believe she's at a place where this will help open her eyes to who Jesus is, why he came, what Christmas means, why it matters. And we're thinking that way. I have three people. She's one of three people in mind that's on my heart for this Christmas. One is a neighbor. Um, And it's another way to share with these who need Christ how they can know him and how Christmas can make all the difference in their lives, as it has in Robert's and mine and in so many others.
0: You know, so imagine this. So we've been talking a little bit about how to use the resource. So imagine this. Imagine inviting someone over for dinner, just like Robert and Nancy have just uh, alluded to and informed us. And in the midst of that dinner, just as you're loving and enjoying conversation, you were to ask them, what is your favorite Christmas carol? And just let them share their heart. And uh, maybe it's one of these that you're going to be reading about when you get um, born a child and yet a king. And imagine being able to connect their hearts to the good news of Jesus Christ. But imagine also you reciprocating that as they probably will ask you, Well, what's your favorite carol? And imagine mentioning, Oh, come all ye faithful and sharing with them. Why that Mm -hmm. speaks to your heart, but not just yours and uh, those who have been serving Christ and celebrating his coming for maybe years of their lives. But those who need his coming, those who still feel so far from him in their lives, but yet in their hearts yearning for him so much so that a song like this can hit the top of the American pop charts. Imagine having that conversation. Again, you may feel like I've never read a book on theology in my life. Or maybe you feel like I am no Bible scholar. But can you sing a good carol? And can you think deeply about these carols? That's what Nancy and I want to invite you to do. So here's what I would love for you to do. 888 4144. That's 888-644-4144. Literally hundreds of you should be going into the phone line right now and saying, man, this resource can be the difference between eternal life with Jesus for someone. And I want someone to experience that, a family member, a friend, a neighbor. I want them to experience a relationship with Jesus Christ. So as we go to our final break today, and we think about the words to this song, O Come All Ye Faithful, I want you to go to our website, EquipRadio.org. There's no waiting there. And in exchange for your gift to Equip this month, we're going to send it right over to you. Thanks to Randy from Indiana, Stephanie from Ohio, Mary from Illinois, Uh, Nathan from Indiana as well, maybe you can add your name to that list of friends who want to celebrate the carols, to sing of the gospel, and to invite people into a relationship with Jesus. Born a child and yet a king, call now 888-644-4144. I want to invite you to rediscover your favorite Christmas hymns this season with Born a Child and Yet a King, The Gospel in Carols, an Advent devotional from Nancy DeMoss Wagamu. Spend 31 days tracing the Gospels through your favorite carols and discover anew the awe of Jesus' incarnation. Each day's reading will guide you into deeper intimacy with Christ this Christmas. Request your copy with a gift of any amount. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit EquipRadio.org. How are you preparing your heart for Christmas? You and I need to do that. We can go through the motions. I admit, I can get so busy that I have to pause and be reminded of why this moment is so special. Maybe you lament the commercialization of this time, the busyness of the season all of the, that in, is entailed in the hosting responsibilities, well, we want to help you to keep Christ at the center of your heart and Christ at the center of this season. That's why I'm so excited about this month's resource, Born a Child and Yet a King, the Gospel in the Carols, Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth. And while this is a great resource for a gift of any amount, here's what I would love to present as an opportunity. For many of you, this is a special time of year financially where you begin to think of where you want to express your generosity. I was recently talking to a business owner who says, Chris, we really don't know what to give or donate uh, based off of our business income until this time of the year because we need to see how things work out. But now we're in a season where we're getting a clear picture of how things are going to work out from a revenue perspective for our business And we're praying about where we should invest. And maybe you've been thinking along those lines. Maybe the Lord has been gracious to you and he's provided for your business or he's provided for your family in a special, special way. Well, as you think about, again, your favorite ministries, I would just say this, that a portion of your giving should go to the advancement of the gospel. There are so many great reasons why we should be generous, so many great causes that call upon us to invest. But make sure that a portion of your giving goes towards the advancement of the gospel because there is no greater gift than the gift of eternal life. And so maybe this is a time for you to do a special gift, $1,000 or $5,000 or more. Whatever the Lord has laid on your heart, just be obedient because on the other side of your obedience, lives are being changed forever and for eternity. The phone number is 888-644-4144, or our website, equippedradio.org. That's equippedradio.org. Nancy, I did not ask you, and I should have, what's your favorite, Carol?
1: Oh, whatever one I'm singing <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I would love to mention one that's not as familiar but that I learned as a child growing up in Christian school, we sang this, it's an old one, and but I love the words. Thou didst, thou didst leave thy throne, it's old English. Thou didst leave thy throne and thy kingly crown when thou camest to earth for me. And what this uh, carol does is it walks through in various stanzas, first, the coming of Christ to earth, from heaven, the incarnation. We've already talked about that. In Bethlehem's home was there found no room for thy holy nativity. But then it moves on from the birth of Christ, and it talks about the life of Christ. And it talks about how the the foxes had a place to rest and the birds had a nest, but the Son of God had no place to put his head. So the, the sacrificial life of Christ and then, of course, it moves on from there to the cross. Uh, Thou camest, O Lord, with a living word that should set thy people free. But with mocking scorn and with crown of thorn, they bore thee to Calvary. Of course, we know that that was the whole purpose of Jesus coming, was that yes. he would go to the cross to take yeah. our place, dying for our sin, that we might be saved. But then there's another stanza that's yet future, when the heavens shall ring and the angels sing at thy coming to victory. Let thy voice call me home, saying, yet there is room, there is room at my side for thee. So from Jesus coming to this earth, it didn't have room for him, but making room for us in his home. And has promised to come again and take us to his home, those who believe in him, to be with him forever. And then it just ends with that chorus. My heart shall rejoice, Lord Jesus, when thou comest and callest for me. Now, that's not the way we talk today. That language is antiquated and unfamiliar and it kind of trips on our tongues a bit. But it's worth reading and pondering and savoring and reminding ourselves of why Jesus came and the joy that he sacrificed, that he gave up in heaven to come down to be despised and shamed and humiliated so that he might lift us up and give us joy and give us an eternal home. With him, So many of the carols do this. They, they go from Christmas to the life and the death and the sacrifice of Jesus and then anticipate his second coming, his second advent. And this is one that um, I learned in elementary school. <laughs> and I love to hear it sung and I love to sing it and just to remind myself of that whole gospel narrative that is so, so precious and beautiful.
0: Well, we should never separate Christmas from Easter in, in our hearts, in our understanding of the gospel, so it's appropriate to do so. Nancy, I know that in your heart, born a child and yet a king is a Christmas resource, but can I tell you that I have chosen to add this to my list of recommended theological resources for friends all year round. Christmas should be something we celebrate all year round, And I think your book is a wonderful introduction to Rich Theology. So thank you. You and Robert have always been a gift to the body of Christ. You're in our hearts. We're so grateful. We're praying for Revive Our Hearts as well.
1: Amen. Thank you, Chris. And Merry Christmas to you and the Equipped
0: family. Friends, I want to encourage you. Go to our website, EquipRadio.org. That's EquipRadio.org. Be generous. And let's reach men and women with the good news of Jesus. Until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equipped with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. If you're looking for a fresh way to look at the Nativity story, then join author Nancy DeMoss Walkerman in reflecting on the wonder of Christmas through song. Born a Child and Yet a King is a 31-day devotional filled with fresh insights on the miracle of Christmas as you meditate on the greatness, glory, and goodness of our Savior. The devotional is yours with a gift of any amount to equip in December. Simply call 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org.